Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton, joined today by Michael Warren, White House correspondent of the Weekly Standard. Michael, how's it going? Uh, it's just fine, Eric. It's uh, it's day two, I guess, of Mullermus or whatever we're supposed to call it. That's right. So we were here yesterday talking about the indictments and the guilty plea that uh, had been secured by Bob Mueller. But what we didn't really have time to talk about, and which has developed more in the in the meantime has been the White House response to the indictment and guilty plea. Let's go back to October 29th as this was burbling up, as the word had gotten out that there were going to be indictments. Donald Trump tweeted, all of this, quote unquote, Russia talk, right when the Republicans are making their big push for historic tax cuts and reform. Is this coincidental? Not. So how's, (laughs) how's that line of defense working out? I'm sure it will be effective, especially to sort of distract, uh, you know, the Trump base, uh, Republican voters, uh, people who are sort of uh, disinclined to look into all the details of the story uh, to think, oh, well, this is um, uh, this is just a distraction. I don't think it's reflective of the way Bob Mueller operates. Um, uh, this is a guy who is. Uh, yes, a registered Republican or has voted and has, has, has shown Republican tendencies, but is in many ways, when you approach it from, from this perspective, from the law enforcement perspective, is very apolitical. Uh, and is certainly not someone who is um, thinking about these things in terms of how does this muck up the Republican tax reform efforts. Um, uh, if you look at the timeline on, um, uh, on these indictments, plus the guilty plea, it's interesting. The guilty plea for George Papadopoulos, the low-level Trump campaign advisor, uh, who was pled guilty to, uh, pleaded guilty, I should say, to lying to the FBI back in January, he was arrested in July. He made his, uh, he signed his guilty plea, agreed to the guilty plea uh, on October fifth, and it wasn't until October thirtieth that that was released um, to coincide with screwing up tax reform. <laughs> So I think you've been uh, reading too much of Donald Trump's uh, Twitter feed, Eric. Uh, exclamation point, exclamation exactly. point, exclamation point. Sad. Uh, you got to get that in there. Um, I think it is a part of a plan. It has so much more to do with a, uh, has almost everything to do with a prosecutorial plan. A plan here, a strategy here uh, by Bob Mueller um, uh, that, that is so that is so sort of running completely parallel uh, to any political considerations. But again, as a as a political matter for Trump, it's uh, it's, I suppose, a good message when you know the news could be pretty bad. So October 30th, after the indictments were announced, um, Donald Trump tweeted, sorry, but this is years ago before Paul Manafort was part of the Trump campaign. But why aren't crooked Hillary and the Dems the focus? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) Count them five question marks. So there are two things going on in this tweet. One is claimed that the allegations involving Manafort and his business partner have to do with things that happened long before the Trump campaign was ever in gear, uh, long before Manafort was part of that campaign. The second item, all packed into one tweet, is the sense that any investigation should be looking into the Democrats rather than the Republicans. Right. So maybe we'll take the first part first. Um, Yeah, I I think that narrowly, 
the president is correct about this. And this is something um, maybe we'll get into it. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said essentially the same thing at her Monday briefing that this was before the campaign has nothing to do with Donald Trump's campaign. These were this was business that uh, Paul Manafort and Rick Gates uh, were engaged in uh, before the Trump campaign. Yes, narrowly, that's true. And probably, at least for what we know, we should always catch this in. We know very, I think, very little of what Bob Mueller and his uh, team of lawyers knows. But from what we know, uh, the the uh, this has to do very narrowly with um, uh, with Paul Manafort's and Rick Gates's federal, or, sorry, foreign lobbying careers and their and their work there and hiding their their work there from the federal government, hiding their money. Uh, and uh, essentially trying to engage in fraud. That's what the allegations say. But if you look at it a different way, or if you look at it, uh, uh, maybe go a step farther, uh, you can say, so these these men are uh, accused of crimes before, uh, and I think actually if you read the indictments, uh, there's not necessarily a, a view that this ended any time uh, you know, way before 2016. Um, and in fact, uh, they're looking at sort of financial, uh, financial transactions that went, I believe the term is inclusive to 2017. Right. If there's this big pile of money off seas that's being tapped into and has been for years, is there any reason to think that uh, all of a sudden uh, that money wouldn't have been tapped into during the days that Paul Manafort was working on the campaign? That's right. And also, it sort of lends itself to maybe not a, a criminal question, but certainly a moral question, and certainly a question that uh, voters might want to know, might want to have wanted to have known in the run up to the election, uh, which is that the campaign chairman, the most powerful person on the Donald Trump campaign, uh, was a man who's been alleged to have uh, done this, th- the, these things, to have committed these crimes. Um, again, this is a president who claims to hire the best people. Um, it's interesting to know when it when was it that Donald Trump fired Paul Manafort? It was the day after the Associated Press first reported extensively on the pro-Putin Ukrainian political clients um, and the money that uh, that Paul Manafort was in debt to these groups uh, for. So I, I think that uh, certainly by then it was known by Trump that that Paul Manafort was a problem. Uh, so I, I think that is a, a sort of an element. Yes, technically, these indictments concern a time before the campaign. Uh, but um, but we are talking about uh, uh, potential criminals, convicted criminals uh, who were heading up a, uh, a presidential campaign, working on a presidential campaign. And Rick Gates, in the case of Rick Gates, for even longer uh, than Paul Manafort was involved in the campaign. So how about the second half of the tweet that... Uh Crooked Hillary and Dems should be the focus. So it's not quite clear what he's referring to. Is he referring to uh, the Uranium One question, which is this uh, deal from 2010? The State Department uh, was involved in approving a Russian, um, you know, energy concerns. Uh, Russian energy concern was trying to buy a, a uranium mine, I believe in Canada, that had some American ownership. And so the State Department, and the federal government, was involved in sort of approving, having to approve. These uh, and it turns out that uh, the, uh, the the Russian uh, group, the Russian company, uh, had donated to the Clinton Foundation and had uh, also paid Bill Clinton. You may remember him uh, giving speeches, 
for five hundred thousand a pop. Yeah, this is not this is not uh, you know uh, honorariums here. These were this was this was good money, um, and it just so happened that Hillary Clinton was the Secretary of State at the time. Um, Ex officio on the panel that, that, that would approve the uranium sales. That's correct. And it sure looks fishy to me. Sure sounds fishy to me. Um, the so is is that what the president's talking about? Um, that's certainly worth investigating. It sounds like there is there there is a House uh, committee investigation on this. That's that started just now. Um, it's not really in Bob Mueller's uh, realm uh, of uh, of what he's uh, supposed to be. Uh, investigating um he's Although got a pretty if, wide berth if if the wide berth is about russian influence in american politics that would certainly fall within the Mueller brief well and of course if he finds i mean if you read the if you read what rod rosenstein's memo says uh, it is uh, his charges to investigate uh russian interference in the 2016 election and any crimes and to prosecute any crimes found during the investigation. That's actually pretty wide. Uh, that means that is actually how we do end up with indictments for somebody like Paul Manafort and Rick Gates for something that technically didn't happen during the uh, during the election. Um, right. And the and the crime that George Papandopoulos is uh, admitting guilt to was a crime that happened long after the investigation. That's right. It uh, was, after the election, it was during the investigation. investigation by not being truthful with FBI investigators. That's right. So the, he does have a wide berth. I'm not sure the uranium one falls into his into, into that berth. Um, or is is uh, the president there talking about the Russian the 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 dossier, the anti-Trump dossier that has been um, discovered to have been paid for by um, by the Clinton campaign and the DNC. Um, I mean, I suppose as well that that's, that's something, um, we should know a little more about how, why they, why they, uh, why they paid for this, what were they looking for? Um, but it seems that there's, there's been no charge of any criminality, uh, uh, by the Clinton campaign, essentially paying a company to do research, or do opposition research. It sounds pretty unseemly and pretty, pretty gross. And maybe that's what we're going to find about the Trump. So, you know, alleged collusion, Trump campaign collusion with Russian, uh, with the Russians. But, um, I suppose if there is something that Bob Mueller is, uh, is, is, is obligated to investigate. So it's a little odd to have the president of the United States, uh, directing or suggesting to the special counsel investigating people connected to him to investigate somebody else. Today, the president had a couple of tweets that dealt with, again, Democrats, and this is in in context of the Manafort indictment, right. which is significant news uh, that the president pointed to. The biggest story yesterday, he tweeted, the one that has the Dems in a dither is Podesta, and this is Tony Podesta, running from his firm. What he knows about crooked Dems is dot, 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 dot. He ran out of room in this tweet. He, <laughs> he picked does... it up in a second tweet, okay, dot, good. dot, dot. <laughs> Earth-shattering. He and his brother could drain the swamp, which would be yet another campaign promise fulfilled fake news week. It's a little incoherent, but the thrust of it is Tony Podesta did resigned from his firm. He was subcontracting, it appears, for yep. the Manafort group. And who knows what trouble he's in. 
Right. And we don't know what trouble he's in. Um, it doesn't look good. Uh, and, and, it, and it does cut against the idea that the Mueller investigation is, as Trump allies, and I think the president himself have suggested, is a witch hunt. Um, if Tony Podesta is um, under the microscope here, I would I would I would not consider anybody with the last name Podesta to have John uh, Podesta having been the head of the of the Hillary Clinton campaign and and the brother of Tony Podesta um, to have any sort of connection or wanting to help, certainly wanting to help uh, the Trump campaign. Um, This is this is again goes back to the mandate that Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, laid out for the special counsel. Any uh, crimes committed um, that are found through the investigation. uh, and having to do with the 2016 uh, presidential election. Um, I, I don't know what Mueller knows. Um, I can't speculate on what he knows. It seems serious enough to prompt uh, Tony Podesta to leave the firm. Um, whether or not there's any connection to John Podesta, his brother, uh, whether there's any connection to the Hillary Clinton campaign, um, sounds to me more like at this point, given what we know and what the president ought to know, um, which is he ought not to know the details of what Mueller uh, has. Um, it, it's, it seems to, to me that that's just speculation and wishful thinking as well. Um, but 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 this is this is why I think it's important um, to let the Mueller investigation uh, develop, which is what Republicans on Capitol Hill are generally saying when pressed about this. They don't want to talk about it, but um, when pressed, they basically want to let the investigation uh, go on unimpeded. Um, I think for for good, you know, for 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 reasons of uh, we got to find out what 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 happened and what sort of Russia Russia interference happened. Uh, but also, it's 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 good politics. You know, you never know what this uh, investigation is going to find, uh, and you don't want to be in a position of um, of of shutting this down or calling for it to be shut down too soon when we don't really know anything. What we could end up finding out is that, uh, and I think this is uh, just as likely, it's always been likely, it's just as likely as, as not, uh, is that this will vindicate the Trump campaign of any collusion charges. Um, the fact of the matter is, we or just as don't the, know. as the tweet said on uh, the 30th, there is no capital N-O, collusion, <laughs> all caps, uh, exclamation point. We'll continue to follow the tweets. Michael Warren, thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thanks, Eric. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. Be sure to catch all our podcasts all week long. Go to weeklystandard.com. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.